The Holy Gospel according to John, the first chapter. Please rise. The next day, John again was standing with his two disciples. And as he watched Jesus walk by, he exclaimed, Look, here is the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and saw them following, he said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come and see. They came and saw where he was staying, and they remained with him that day. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him about whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph of Nazareth. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. The Gospel of the Lord. My dear brothers and sisters, I bring you grace and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So we are wrapping up today our three-week series on the theme of invitation a chance for us to reflect for a little bit about how as Christians we are always being called by God uh, to be aware of the people outside the four walls of our church and invite them in here uh, to the orbit of God's love. We started by talking a couple weeks ago about some of the good that we accomplish here in this place in the name of Jesus. Last week we talked about the truth that we share and I want to close this uh, short series with three invitations to you today. I will begin though by reminding you of something I've reinforced each of the weeks we've been together, which is that when it comes to the church or to faith, invitation is never, ever, ever about applying pressure or about twisting arms. Um, Instead it is about, uh, in my mind, uh, recognizing sort of with a deep but confident humility the goodness and the truth that we do share here, and the fact that those are things that the world needs. And when we recognize that, I believe invitation flows naturally and organically in our lives. The poster I've had up here for the last couple weeks is sort of a reminder of that. This is a poster that's hung in my office for many years. It says, uh, if you look after goodness and truth, beauty will take care of itself. And in the same way, I want to suggest that when we remember the goodness and truth that we share here, then invitation will take care of itself. So again, today, three invitations to sort of wrap up this series, beginning with doors, D-O-O-R-S. A couple weeks ago, well, I guess, well, yeah, two weeks ago, the beginning of the series on Saturday night, we, of course, have a Saturday night service. I, I got here early, as I always do, and I was running around doing a few things. One of the things I had not yet gotten to was unlocking the church doors, uh, and our, our flautist, uh, Linda Chatterton, who has played with us many times on Sunday mornings as well, ended up getting locked out. I mean, I got her into worship, don't worry. But um, 
I, I was passing the door at the atrium when she was trying to get in, and I, I ran over, I unlocked the door, I apologized that I had not yet gotten to it, and she just tossed off without really thinking about it, there's nothing sadder than a locked church door. And I think there was a lot of truth in that, probably more truth than she realized. What she probably didn't know and what you may not realize is that the opposite of that, a welcoming front door, is actually one of the anchors of our current strategic plan. And so, for example, over the last years, and by the way, front door in that is in quotes because we recognize that in today's world, it's not only physical doors that people get to know a church by, but also virtual doors. So a few years ago, as an example, because of that emphasis in our plan, we rebuilt our website, uh, very intentionally focused on guests and visitors, recognizing that that's the first place people are going to look if they're looking for a church. And we wanted people who went to that website to feel like there was a wide open door for them. More recently, we have tended to some of the physical doors in our uh, physical plant. Probably most significantly, five or six years ago, the um, West Atrium. Those of you who were around back then may remember uh, what that space used to look like. Many words could have been chosen to describe that space, but welcoming and inviting would not have been among them. Uh, it was dark and low and cramped. The women's restroom door was right off of the entrance. There was a pillar in the middle of it. There was a beautiful cinder block white wall off on the right. It did not scream, welcome, we're glad you're here. Last year, we tended to the north entrance of our church where we uh, built a columbarium and sort of prettied up that space. And this year, of course, uh, we have been working to renovate the east entrance, which is our largest entrance, making the interior space more open, more welcoming, more inviting, and also our administrative doorway, which is where most people come to us um, during the, the week. All of that work, all of it, comes from that impulse that we have as Christians to say, we need to be a place that says to the outsider, please come in. And when they get to our doorstep, a place that says, welcome. We are glad you are here. And as I say every week, we've been expecting you. So that's some work we have been doing. Now, the first invitation I want to make to you this morning is related to the work we've been doing this year. Many of our congregation, many in our congregation have been incredibly generous to support that work, but there are a lot of people who, for whatever reason, have chosen not to. And please hear me very clearly, as I said at the beginning, this is an invitation. It is not an expectation, it's not arm twisting, but if you believe as I do, that our best days at St. Philip the Deacon are still ahead of us. If you believe that we are called to welcome outsiders in, if you believe that God has amazing plans for this place, then I would encourage you at least to prayerfully reflect on supporting the appeal that runs through the end of 2020 that is making possible those improvements, among other things, to our entryways. And lest you think that small gifts will not make a difference, I will let you know that if everyone who is not currently participating in that appeal gave just $10 a week through the remainder of the appeal, it would cover about half 
the cost of the total renovations, which of course would free up resources for other ministries and mission here. So again, the first invitation is to prayerfully consider helping us make our doors more welcoming through that appeal. That's the first one. The second one is a simple one. On the back of your pink insert, you will see a class that we are starting tomorrow night, actually, 7 o'clock, for the next four Monday nights. It is not uh, an accident that we are beginning this class called Come and See, language that comes from today's gospel, where some people come first to Jesus and ask, who are you? What are you doing? What is this ministry all about? And his response to them is, come and see. Later, some people come to his followers, his disciples, and ask similar questions. What is this all about? Who is this Jesus guy? And again, rather than pressuring them, rather than twisting their arms, the disciples simply say, come and see. Find out for yourself if there is truth here. Find out for yourself if there is goodness here. For the next four Mondays, we will be reflecting together in a little bit deeper way than we've been able to do during worship on this idea of how do we continue to become a more inviting congregation. Not only to invite people in, but to welcome them once they have arrived here. So I would invite you all to consider joining us for that. And of course, uh, we will continue to lift this theme up in the months and years ahead. And then the final invitation. Invitation, obviously, by its nature, is about considering the other person uh, and inviting them into something important to you. But I want to focus now for this last one less on the other and more on ourselves. It will not come as a surprise to you that I believe with all my heart that we at St. Philip the Deacon and we as Christians have something valuable and important to share with the world. But we cannot share it with the world if we have not first received it for ourselves. For, so the final invitation I want to make to you, the final encouragement, the final permission I want to give to you is before you worry about inviting others, tend to your own faith life. Deepen your own relationship with God. Allow God to walk with you. Allow God to forgive you. Allow God to heal you in your broken places. Allow God to love you. Allow yourself, in other words, to be transformed into what Paul calls the image and likeness of God. And then, very simply, go back out into the world and be yourself. Another way of talking about that is on the back of your bulletin. There's a quote there uh, from perhaps the most important theologian of the last two millennia, St. Augustine. And the, quotes that, the quote that is there is one of Augustine's most famous because it is so true. What he says is, you have made us, O Lord, for yourself, all of us, all of humankind, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. And you all know as human beings we try to find uh, rest in ways other than God. Ultimately, the only thing that can provide rest and peace is God. And I don't think I have to beat a horse to make the point that we live in a restless world. Would you agree with that? Can I get an amen to the fact that we live in a world full of restlessness? Amen. amen. So how about this? 
How about as individuals and a congregation, we commit to doing nothing other than resting in the peace of God, resting in the joy of God, resting in the forgiveness of God, resting in the peace of God, resting in the love of God. When we do that, we become a beacon of light and hope to a world in need. And I am convinced that when we do that, the world looks at us and says, I don't know what you've got, but I sure do want some of it. And who knows, maybe someone will even find you to ask a question or two about this God. And when they do, my final invitation to you is to have the courage to say to them, come and see. Amen.